Welcome back to Outdoor Adventures Podcast. Today is Shad Fishing 101. It's Sam and Charlie again today, and we're just going to talk through shad fishing, another relatively cheap activity to do. I wouldn't say a, a kid activity just because of where the fishing occurs. Uh, the currents are a little bit swift. So it's more for someone, probably an adult or, you know, teenager or older, somebody that can be a little more uh, responsible around fast moving water. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt to have a life jacket for this activity. You know, those, those nice ones that are, you pull the tab if you go in, it's not going to impede you while you're fishing. But if you did get, go into the Columbia River, basin it would be nice to have a life jacket Mm -hmm. so mostly this is done on the columbia river here in oregon you can fish shad from the washington side as well and um how we got started on it was my friend bill higby and a couple other buddies we were up walleye fishing and we were coming home and we saw all these guys just lining up on the banks by the columbia river by bonneville dam and we didn't know what they were doing and we walked in there and just took a look and we saw all these fish everywhere. And we're like, man, maybe we should try this. This could be fun. And so we started on YouTube and we just watched other guys shad fishing and kind of picked up the gear and uh, converted some of our other fishing poles. And Charlie, you came with us for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And actually you outfished me the day you came, which really kind of pissed me off. But, yeah. 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 I'm pretty good. <laughs> but I was happy. I was happy to get some shad on the bank because I was I didn't just didn't have it that day. So um, you know, a basic fishing license if you're a resident of Oregon is forty four dollars. Uh, if you're a non resident, it's a hundred and ten dollars and fifty cents. So you do need to have a fishing license. You don't need the Columbia River endorsement. That's only required for salmon, steelhead, and sturgeon on the Columbia. Mm. So for shad, you would just need that resident angling license there are some free fishing weekends when the shad are running as well so the shad run is typically from june to late july and there are a couple free fishing weekends in there at least one every year where you could go catch them for free so there is no limit to shad you can catch as many as you want there's no size restrictions so you can just have at it I haven't tried eating them yet. Um, I've seen some recipes with Instapots where you put all kinds of different, you know, seasonings in there, kind of make a fish stew. But mm. as as we alluded to in the crabbing 101, the smells. Uh, I've heard the guys that use their Instapot, that becomes the only use for that Instapot is cooking shad. So yeah, they're real oily, real bony fish, um, but they're they're good size. I mean, you catch a big one. And it's probably three, four pounds, you know, yeah. L- little torpedo, and they fight pretty well. They have really soft mouths, though, so they're easy to lose. But anyways, the basic setup that we fish with is we take our steelhead gear typically. So, you know, an eight, eight to nine foot rod with either a bait caster or spinning reel. Um, like my winter steelhead gear, <clears throat> I typically have... Um, not monofilament. I can't even think of what it's called, like a P-line type of line on there for bobber fishing for steelhead. And so I don't like that. I like a monofilament for shad. And so I typically convert over to a monofilament line anywhere from 8 to 12 pound main line. And you could go up to 20 if you wanted to, because you're you're fishing in fairly fast water. Um, And then I fish a liter, either 6 to 10 pound liter. 
even a 12, if you had a 20 pound mainline, you could put a 12 pound leader on there. The drawback is the heavier you go, if you do get hung up, it's going to be harder to break that line. And so you're fishing um, right below Bonneville is where we've always done it. And there's a bunch of other guys out there, so you'll find them. But there's lots of different spots um, to fish. And the first year I did it, um, Bill and I were in some really fast water. And so what was fun about that is if you got into a fish, I mean, you were fighting the current too. It was a lot of work just to get the fish to the bank. And uh, we had a blast doing it. But we've learned as we've gone back the last couple of seasons uh, to get a little further down uh, stream so the current's not quite so extreme. Uh, and it's a little more enjoyable, a little easier on your arms. And so um, the basic setup is you've got that, you know, eight to nine foot steelhead rod with, you know, say up to 20 pound main line. And then um, I, I typically do either a snap swivel or a barrel swivel. And if I'm doing the snap swivel, I'm going to put a pencil lead on there. Um, varying from, you know, half ounce to maybe an ounce and a half, depending on the current. And this is a lead weight. Um, if I don't want to go pencil lead, I'm using a, like those round slider leads, or they have these little rubber balls that you can kind of clip on there. And yeah. so whatever your weight preference is, I mean, you can go look at the weights at, you know, the different outdoor stores and figure out what you want to do. But you want to buy a fair amount of gear because you are going to lose some gear. Mm-hmm. And then we typically are using shad darts, which you can Google shad darts. They're easy to find. They come in all kinds of different colors. I like the gold ones, the pink ones, the red ones. You can also use just a jig head that has kind of like an eye, like an egg replica kind of situation, but without putting an actual jig on there. So it's just basically a bare hook with a little, a little bit of color on there. And leader length anywhere from two feet to probably three feet, you know, maybe even 40 inches on your on your leader length and you're tying that on that barrel swivel or that snap swivel and you're casting it upstream and letting it float downstream and when it's on i mean you're hooking a fish every other cast or every cast yeah and the shad darts are pretty cheap if i remember right they're only a couple bucks each i think yeah a couple bucks and i just have a, a setup tackle box just for my shad gear and i put all my weights in there and my leaders and the darts and that's all you need and you definitely want a variety of weights um because i remember when we went last year it was like you'd have a half ounce on and you'd catch nothing and then you had to switch to an ounce and then you were catching them or vice versa. It just de- kind of depends on what the current's doing that day. And I don't know. It seemed very uh, important what weight you had on. Yeah, but. definitely. And so the, of, the, of the fisheries we have in Oregon, shad is probably our largest quantity of fish that comes in. So the, during the season, we get five to six million shad that come in between June and July. And at the peak of the run, you're getting 200,000 to 300,000 fish per day coming in. And so I always watch the fish counts and you can just Google Bonneville Dam fish counts and find what's happening. And they, they're up to the minute and they'll tell you what's up. And so you can kind of see, okay, there'll be a 25,000 fish day and then the next day is 45,000 and the next day is maybe 60,000. So if I see a few good days in a row, that's when I call Bill and say, hey, it's time to go shad fishing, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And we head up there. Uh, you, you have to go through the security at Bonneville Dam, so you can't get there before they open. So you can also Google that time. I don't remember if it's 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning. But um, they'll let you in, and you just tell them you're fishing. You definitely want probably three or four or five-gallon buckets to put your fish in um, because the bank access is it's a fairly steep access, so you're typically walking down some rocky terrain, but you need those buckets to throw your fish in. Um, bring spare line. You want to bring a spare reel probably, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, you really can get into the fish, and for us, we use them for crab bait. So we had talked about crabbing on our last one-on-one episode, and um, you know, we stockpile our freezer. We usually, you know, we usually do it over a couple days uh, in a row, and we usually come home with anywhere from 60 to 85 shad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the thing I really enjoyed about shad fishing is, I mean, I like to get out there and fish, but I'm not somebody who's really content with sitting out there fishing all day and catching nothing. <laughs> So, I mean, shad, you're, if the the numbers are good and you check the numbers, you're absolutely going to catch shad, no question about it. I mean, if your technique isn't as good as the person next to you, you're going to catch less, but you're going to catch some. And uh, they fight super good, um, pound for pound. I mean, it's a really fun fish to catch. Yeah, and you're getting them. Um, I mean, you do lose some right at the bank because, of, like I was saying, that soft mouth. Um, you'll get them, and you'll be prepared to kind of yard them in. And as soon as you're lifting them up, they just pop off. Mm-hmm. So, so you lose a fair amount of fish, but you're definitely going to get a lot of activity. And what's funny is that you'll see these guys around you that probably have been doing it for 10, 15 years. And, I mean, they are so good at it that, I mean, they're hooking a fish every cast. Yeah, but, the guy right next to us. Last year, Let's Go Brandon was his name. Um, he was incredible. I mean, I tried to mimic everything he was doing, and he didn't look like he was doing anything special. Had the same gear as us. Looked at what weight he had on there. We did the same thing, but, I mean, every cast he had a fish. Yeah, was he crazy. was on fire. And we talked to him for a little bit, and he had was going to go steelhead fishing that morning, and the steelhead fishing was slow. So, But he already had like a his freezer was full so he was just giving the shad to anybody that wanted them but he yeah i mean he was yarding in fish after fish after fish yeah and they're a fun fish to catch they um they're kind of cool looking too i think you know kind, yeah. of, kind of a pretty fish if you will um but there, i think a lot of people in oregon just don't fish for them like it's just not something like I don't know, considered a trophy, I guess. So people, you know, whereas a salmon or steelhead, it's a great fish to eat. You know, it's everybody wants to go catch one of those. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's why people, most people don't eat shad, so they're they're not as excited about it. Yeah. But, yeah. I would say, though, um, they do make an excellent crab bait. I, don't, I can't think of anything that's worked better than shad. Um, and it makes it really quick to bait your pots for crabbing super easy especially if they're frozen you know just poke a hole in them throw a bait hook through and or throw them in a cage and yeah we, we always cut them some slots in them just so some of that oil can kind of leach into the water if you will um the other thing i would say about them is they're really good for oversized sturgeon fishing so a lot of guys mm. that fish for the oversized 
fish up by Bonneville. Um, they use the big, bigger shad and they put them on the bottom and catch a nine and a half foot sturgeon. Hmm. So I, um, I would say the first year I went, there was either a sea lion or a sturgeon. So I was catching fish on every cast. We'd had probably 20, 25 fish on the bank. And then all of a sudden I'd hook a fish and two seconds later, my line would snap and hmm. I knew something was grabbing them but I didn't know what it was. And I lost four fish in a row and I go, okay, it's time to go, you know? So it was either a, a over, I, I think sea lion most likely, cause I don't think a sturgeon would be a repeat offender, you know? <laughs> so I, I think it was a, definitely a sea lion who had just clued in on, oh, when this guy hooks a fish, it's going to be a whole lot easier for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you'd be fighting that fish, bringing it in and all of a sudden something would grab a hold and snap. So anyway. Well, I don't know what else to say about shad fishing. That's a, I mean, we could elaborate on just another uh, easy fish to go after. Oh, one thing is, if 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 you are going to do some fishing with kids, if they're under the age of twelve, they don't need a fishing license. So anyone under mm-hmm. twelve can fish for free. Um, and you know, I wouldn't say shad's a good one to start kids on. Um, we started, our dad kind of started us on bluegill as, as a starting point for fishing and. Um, bobber fishing to me is a great way to start with a kid and it's a really easy thing to do you can buy a very cheap you know package of bobbers i like the yellow and orange ones or the red and white ones is the old classic bobber right and just tie a, a small hook go out and get some worms go to any lake or pond you know and play with the depth of your bobber a little bit but throw that thing out there and you're going to catch some bluegill or crappie maybe a bass um, and I feel like that's a great way to get kids started because they can, they have something visual. They can watch that bobber, mm-hmm. you know, and get excited about it. And I mean, I remember bluegill days with our dad where we'd get into a fair amount of fish. And obviously, it's a catch and release concept generally. You're not typically going to bring bluegill home. So, unless you want to stock your uh, above ground pool with them. Yeah, yeah, we did do that one time growing up. We brought, we we did put some some fish in our above ground pool. That way, we'd have something to fish for in the off season. Mm. You know, I'm not sure the legalities of that. Yeah, I don't know. It was a different one. time. It was you know, a different. We weren't time. releasing them into any other body of water. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, get your kids out doing something, and fishing is an activity that still relatively low cost compared to going to like the state fair or going to a theme park or going to a movie even. I mean, you're going to spend more money on popcorn drinks and food when you go to a movie than you will on a fishing license and you don't need one for kids. So, yeah. And there, Oregon does a lot of cool events that we do a lot of free fishing weekends and they, um, they'll stock different things with trout and those are all advertised in the Oregon department of fish and wildlife website and you can take kids and that's a really good when my kids were first starting fishing we would go to those events and i mean we grew up fishing so it wasn't like i needed the you know training of how to catch a fish but it was just i knew there'd be a good opportunity for the kids to catch something and i think the important thing when you're taking a kid fishing is helping them find success right away the drawback to that is then they expect to just hammer the fish every time you go Mm -hmm. so then you know you go somewhere and you're having a slower day and you're 15 minutes in and the kids are going, how come we haven't caught something yet? You know? So, but yeah, that's all we got. All I got for shad fishing. 
Yeah, and like you said, I mean, it's really not the best activity for kids, shad fishing. It's a specific area. It's kind of a treacherous area. And I think you gotta, that's not your introductory fishing you wanna do. But yeah, there's some logs that come down, you know, you have these big logs that you have to work around sometimes that are, in, depending on what the currents are doing, how much water they're, they're letting out of the dam, it can get real crazy. I mean, those logs can get rocking and you've got a fish on and you're trying to get it past a log jam. And it's definitely not a kid activity. No, but it's a good time. Yeah. All right, we'll get out there, get, get shadding. <laughs>